Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back with my friend, Misty Bailey, and we're talking about marriage from a homeschool mom's perspective. And this is something that most of us who are listening to this deal with because most of us are married. And if you're not, this is, I mean, these these truths are, are important as well because maybe you'll be in a future relationship or you have people around you who are married and you can help encourage them as well. And so I am glad to have Misty back with me this week. Before we get back into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. Do you want help managing your homeschool day on a day-to-day basis? BJU Press has a new homeschool hub that can dramatically simplify things for you. You'll be able to see your child's workload, document grades, modify schedules, and more. The BJU Press Homeschool Hub is the resource you need for painless planning and happy homeschooling. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com to see how the hub can change your homeschooling. Misty, I'm so glad to have you back today. Uh, this is fun. I love talking about marriage. And, you know, I think it's so important. And you kind of touched a little bit on this about just modeling this to our kids as our kids are growing up and they're seeing our marriages displayed in front of them. And and I think they are very in tuned to us. Mm-hmm. I think kids observe more than we often think they observe. And that can be a really good thing, but it can also be a really scary thing if, you know, we're having struggles, whether in our marriage or our parenting or just, you know, with a job or life or whatever it is. But kids are not dumb. They know um, when there's struggles and they know when things are going really well. And so I think on both ends, it's important for us to set this um, example for our kids and to model for our kids what a good, healthy marriage looks like. Because Mm -hmm. part of homeschooling is to prepare them for life. It's not just the academics. It's not the math. It's not the history and the reading and the science. That's part of it. But another huge part of homeschooling is preparing our kids for life and therefore preparing them for marriage and parenthood themselves. And I was thinking about uh, years ago, before Brooklyn was born, Garrett and I used to own a uh, stationery store. And so we sold wedding invitations and birth announcements and things like that. And it was always so funny to me because people would come in and they would spend a ton of money on wedding invitations, Mm -hmm. hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And I was like, you know, it's just paper, right? (laughs) But they would be these beautiful, elaborate invitations. And it was great for us because that was our business. But I remember thinking, you know, these, I hope that these people care as much about their marriage as they do about their wedding. And, um, it, it, something that we are really trying to instill in our girls, of course, just the sanctity of marriage, the importance of marriage and that unity, because it really is a display of Christ and his bride, you know, the church. Um, So talk to me about how you work with your husband to display a good, healthy marriage for your kids as they're getting older. Now you've got your oldest ready to graduate and launch into her world of adulthood. How have you prepared her for that? Yeah, well, I think... For me personally, my parents were divorced when I was 11. And so I was a church bus kid. I did not, my parents were never in church. And so I didn't really have that model of what a Christian marriage is supposed to look like. So, or or what it should look like. You know, there were people within our church, of course, my church that was married. And, you know, I had an aunt um, that took me to church, but overall I didn't have that model. And so when my husband and I got married, Um, we actually, my parents couldn't even agree on, um, my wedding period. So we eloped (laughs) and went to Tennessee and got married. And I had always dreamed of this big 
fancy wedding in a church. And I had all of these expectations of what I wanted my wedding to look like. And so starting right off, um, my marriage did not necessarily meet my expectations or what I thought um, marriage should look like. And we've openly talked to our kids about this. Um, We actually took them back to where we got married. And, you know, I have tried to instill in them that, you know, we might not have had what, you know, it would make the cover of a wedding magazine. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, your marriage is not about the wedding. It's about right. the marriage. It's about the relationship. It's about um, building this life together. And I think that our society and our culture puts all of this pressure on young couples coming in um, about, you know, what marriage is supposed to look like and, you know, starting with the wedding. Um, so, you know, that's something that we've definitely tried to train um, our kids or, you know, model to our kids is that, you know, marriage is not about the wedding. It's not about this fancy ring. It's not about a fancy house. It's about building a life together. It's about the vows that you make to your spouse um, and the vows that you make to God. And those are important. Um, so that's one thing that, you know, we have really tried to instill in our girls Um, We do not allow, you know, casual dating. Um, That might be one of those (sighs) touchy subjects. I don't know if you want to elaborate (laughs) into that. Um, But, you know, we believe that, you know, dating in general is a model of marriage. You know, um, whenever you start dating, you want to make sure that the person that you're dating is somebody whose values line up with yours and who you could, um, you know, see marrying someday, you know, there might be a getting to know each other period, but at the end, you know, even dating um, should be with the mindset of marriage. It's important for that. I believe that's what God, you know, wants us to do is to not, you know, um, date around or whatever, but to just build a life um, of value, you know, with somebody. So um, I don't know if you want to elaborate any more on that or yeah. if we want to keep yeah, moving no, forward. Go, go ahead. We, we actually were in the same boat with you and, you know, we've got a 17 year old mm-hmm. and it's so interesting because she's, She's had some some young men in her life who she's mm-hmm. talked with, you yep. know, but not been in a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because she's the one who will say, and it, it's, I think, because we've talked about this for her whole life, you know, she's like, I, I could never see myself marrying mm-hmm. him. And so, you know, she'll just kind of ease her way out of that. You know, they can be friends, but, you know, she's like, it's nothing more than that because he's not someone I would ever marry. And she doesn't want to date just for fun. You know, we've, talked a lot about heartbreak, you know, Garrett Mm -hmm. and I went through our high school heartbreaks. I mean, from middle school all the way through high school. And I mean, that's a huge regret Mm -hmm. that I have. And I wish that I had not gone through that. And I don't want my girls to go through that either. Um, And one of the things that I've told my girls is with, when it comes to dating, I've given them the analogy of a heart. Mm -hmm. And every time you get into a relationship with a, a young man, you give him a little piece of your heart. And on your wedding day, you want to be able to give your husband your entire heart, mm-hmm. not just a heart that has a bunch of pieces ripped out of it that you've given to someone else. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, though, though it's so funny, Brooklyn, my oldest, she refuses to call it courting. She's like, don't yes. ever, ever <laughs> call it courting. <laughs> I'm like, Same. you call it whatever you want, <laughs> but she, she will not allow us to call it courting. She thinks that's, that's what would she say? Cringy. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that having like-minded people around you too, as you are, um, you know, encouraging your children to date that way, to date with the idea towards marriage, I think is important because, you know, we switched churches in the midst of, there were a lot of changes for us in 2020. We switched churches (laughs) in the midst of all of that too. And at our old church, 
um, there were there were no other families that really had those same values in regards to dating as us. And at our new church, mm-hmm. um, there's a, a lot more homeschool families. Not that homeschool families are the only ones that have those values. Sure. But I have found that, you know, there are many more that have that same um, those same values and those same um, ideas towards dating and towards marriage um, as us. And I think that has been really, really important for my girls to see that. And and my son, you know, he's young. Uh, my girls have had, you know, same thing. They've had some, you know, interest. Um, my daughter um, is actually, in, you know, in a relationship. And it's been, it's been fun building relationships with the other family. And then mm-hmm. also just seeing them respect each other and respect, um, you know, their godly values and their parents and seeing that same model that we're trying to live up with our kids, seeing that also being lived out in, you know, her boyfriend's family as well. And it's just, it's wonderful. And it's exciting for me having teenagers, you know, and seeing, seeing these things take shape and knowing that, um, you know, someday I'm going to get to watch that with my kids. So, but we can move on from that. I don't know yeah. how much more you want to get into with that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. but it's important because it really mm-hmm. is, that is part of homeschooling, yeah. you know, like I said, is, is training them and mm-hmm. raising them up so that they will have successful marriages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they see traits and, and, want and, that. and yeah, and they see traits in their dad that they want one day and a husband. And, you know, they might see traits, you know, in their dad that they might not want one day and a husband. And it's the same with the other, you know, the other way too, you know, um, I know that their, their boys might, you know, see traits in me that they're like, "Mm, I don't necessarily know that I want you to one day grow up to be in some (laughs) ways, but there's also, you know, traits that I hope that they see too, you know, and, um, it's been, it's been fun. It's been a fun part of life. And it's a season that, um, I just, I always dreaded. But now I'm just, I'm loving it. There's parts yeah. I don't like too, but it's it's been really fun. Um, yeah. And I know another thing, you know, with, with having teenagers and having them reach those marriage years. And um, one thing that whenever we first got married, that was really kind of frowned upon was um, having kids, you know, right after you got married and the joys of children. And I think that is something else that in today's society, um, children aren't necessarily, I don't, feel like always seen as the gifts that they yeah. are. Um, and we are very much a self-focused culture, I feel like. And that's something that wasn't modeled to me that I'm hoping um, will someday be modeled, you know, that my kids will one day um, take a different, you know, outlook of, and that is, you know, not waiting until the perfect time to yeah. start a family. And that's something that even, you know, the girls have also talked about, you know, with possible future mates, you know, what do you see your um, life like? You know, do you see yourself having children? You know, when do you see yourself having children? Um, what do you, you know, want me to do as a as a wife whenever, you know, we do have kids? Um, what do you see our lives being lived out as? You know, do you see yourself homeschooling? Do you see yourself doing, um, you know, going to public school? And I think that is something too that, you know, we really need to talk to our kids about. And those are important topics that I don't think are always addressed when people get married. And it's something that um, I wish I would have maybe thought more of, you know, um, when I was dating, you know, that I didn't really fully take into account. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. 
It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC Math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Misty. Um, Let's talk about dependency on our husbands, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense, because I think oftentimes as wives, we go into marriage sometimes, especially if we have gone through college and, mm-hmm. you know, we have these ideas of having a career and now all of a sudden we've got kids. And now on top of that, we're going to homeschool them. What? Mm-hmm. We're going to stay home and we're going to teach our kids. And that is just an idea that for so many moms, I know just the idea of staying home alone, you know, home, the idea alone of staying home <laughs> is how I want to say that is a really big shift in thinking, but then piling homeschooling on top of that is a really, really big shift. And I think a lot of times that moms, those moms feel like, oh, I don't want to be completely dependent on my Mm -hmm. husband. And that somehow is going to make me weak as a woman or as a wife or, you know, let's talk about that for a minute. Have you seen that to be the case, you know, with yourself or with others that you've encountered where, you know, women just feel maybe less than because they're not the ones who are out working. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, when my husband and I got married, uh, I had full intentions on being a public school teacher. I had no intentions whatsoever of homeschooling. And then God called me home. Uh, I had, I was pregnant with my second and daycare was just more expensive than what I felt like I was bringing in. And I just felt God saying, you know, stay home with your kids for a little while. Stay home with your kids for a little while. And again, being the being the child of a divorced parent, my mom taught me very much so to never be dependent on a man. If anything, when we first got married, she was like, well, make sure you put this money back in case, you know, things don't work out. And she did. And I, I understand why she did based on her experience, but that's not how I wanted to come into my marriage. That being said, I came into it kicking and screaming with the dependency. Um, I struggled for a long time and I feel like God really broke me of that. And that's one reason why he led me to stay home in the beginning. And then why I ended up, you know, how I ended up getting to, to homeschool because I don't think I would have as easily quit my job just to homeschool my kids. Whereas, you know, they were really young. They were babies when I quit. And I think that, you know, in, in today's culture, again, it is, looked down upon to be dependent on anybody, whether it be, you know, your, your husband or, or just, I think society wants us to be these independent women. And that's what um, our kids are being bombarded with every single day in the media and homeschooling looks different. You know, you're more dependent on your spouse and it's not a bad thing. It does not make you weak. I rely on my husband 
I rely on him every single day. He is important to me and we rely on each other in different areas of our lives. And I think that we need to get over that mindset of dependency, making us weak and not wanting to be dependent on a man. And I think homeschooling is a great way to do that um, because we are so dependent, you know, on our husbands, you know, yes, I work, um, you work, you know, there are many homeschool moms that, you know, work and homeschool, but overall in most households, it is the man bringing in the majority of the income and we are dependent on him for that. So yeah, it was a hard transition for me. I don't know how it was for you, but it was a hard transition for me, but I'm so thankful that, um, I did, and I think that it's made our marriage stronger to to be yeah. dependent on him. And I'm I'm very thankful that I broke that mold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, it all just comes down to a paycheck because mm-hmm. it's not one works harder than the other. Exactly. It's just one is bringing home the paycheck and the other is at home taking mm-hmm. care of the home mm-hmm. so that he can go out and make the paycheck. But, you know, mom's job is just as important. Yeah, um, Absolutely as, as dad's job, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, she's the one caring for the home. And, and I think as moms, I know for myself, at least that oftentimes I, I, even in that regard, I feel inadequate because I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, my house, I I'm home. So Mm -hmm. I should have a clean house all the time. I should have my laundry done all the time. The dishes should be done. There should be groceries in the refrigerator. The kids should be getting homeschooled perfectly because I'm home. That's my job. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when all of that doesn't get done, which is impossible to mm-hmm. have it all done perfectly all the time, it just doesn't happen. I feel inadequate and I feel like I'm just not doing this right. And I'm not living up to my part of the deal. You know, you you work and I am home to take care of the family, but maybe I'm not doing it great. Um, and I think that that is just a lie from the enemy who's telling us you're not enough. You're not enough homeschool mom. You're not enough homeschool wife to be doing this. And so it would be better if you would just go put your kids in school Mm -hmm. and you could get all of these things done and have the laundry done and have a clean house and have dinner made every night. And, uh, and yet, you know, we have to fight that lie and just say, no, you know what? My family comes first, even with a messy house and 10 loads of laundry. And I think, I mean, I'd love to come back to the inadequacies, you know, absolutely. Cause I think that's something as homeschool moms, we all face when it comes to marriage and homeschooling our kids. But I want to add in the dependency part that, you know, my husband has told me many times that he is, was always thankful that he did not have to worry about who was taking care of his kids, um, our kids, you know, what they, where they were at, what they were doing, because I was at home with our kids each and every day. And he's like, you know, I would hear some of the other guys he worked with, you know, he would say, that, you know, they had this babysitter cancel or so-and-so had to watch the kids or they had to call off work because somebody was sick and, you know, the wife didn't have any more sick days. And he's like, I never had to worry about that. You know, the kids would get sick. I was with them, you know, um, I, and and that is a peace of mind that we're able to give our husbands, you know, by doing that. And I think we underestimate the value of that to our spouses. And um, my husband has said many times, he's been very, very thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. We are out of time, but we're gonna come back tomorrow. We're gonna talk more about this because we have more marriage encouragement to talk about. Misty, thank you for being with us again today. And thank you guys for listening. It is always so fun to know that you're on the other side of this microphone and camera. We love being able to encourage you. And if this ministry, the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry is a blessing to you, 
would you consider a donation? Go to schoolhouserocked.com. You can make a donation of any amount. It could be a one-time donation, a monthly donation, and help support this ministry. We love doing what we do. And, you know, we're talking about work, Misty, you and I, and this this is my work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get to do this for a couple of hours a week and that's it. And my husband does all of the heavy lifting and I get to spend my time being a wife and a mom. Um, but I, I love being able to encourage and bless you guys uh, because my guests like Misty are an encouragement and a blessing to me. And so thank you guys for being with us. And um, you can learn all things Schoolhouse Rocked by going to our website, schoolhouserocked.com. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.